Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Hosier by Hosier, released in 2014 under Island and Ruby Works Records. And for the second week in a row, my guest is nobody. That's right, you guys, we are still under self-isolation, so I won't be having any guests um, for the next couple episodes, but hopefully, you know, this whole... COVID-19 thing comes to an end soon and I can get my guests back on the pod because I really do miss them dearly. This is the second solo episode that I'm doing so I feel like hopefully I've figured out some of the the kinks in the last episode and I can work my way through this one on my own as well. This continues to be one of the strangest times I think a lot of us have ever had to live through Um, but I just wanted to say uh, my sincere thank you to everybody who has been really supportive of the idea of me doing these solo episodes. I was really nervous to record these because I, you know, I told my friends it's going to be a whole lot of me. Um, Normally for the episodes, you know, you get a taste of my opinion and what I think of the record and what I think of the songs. And then you're able to get somebody else's opinion. And there's banter, hopefully witty banter. In this case, because it's just me talking, I tend to get in my head a little bit more. So I was worried that it was going to come off as a little too much Kiara and not enough music. Um, Too much Kiara getting drunk and not enough music. Um, But I've actually really enjoyed doing this so far. It's a great way for me to be able to still do something that I love. And during these kind of very uncertain times that we're living in right now, it's important to keep doing the things that make you happy. Um, And for me, my podcast makes me very happy. So thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, you don't get sick of the sound of my voice. The very talented man that we are talking about today is Andrew Hosier Byrne, who is more commonly known as Just Hosier. He is an Irish-born singer-songwriter, and he actually grew up in a very artistic family. So his dad was a blues musician, he was a drummer, and his mom was an artist. He also attended Trinity College in Dublin, where he studied music, and there he became a part of the Trinity Orchestra, where he traveled the world with them from 2007 until 2012. And pretty soon after that, he kind of jumped straight into the music biz, So his first single was Take Me to Church, which is probably his most well-known song to date. That was released in July of 2013 as part of an EP. And that song and its accompanying music video quickly garnered a lot of fan attention as well as critical acclaim. His first album was self-titled and just called Hosier, which is the album that we're talking about today. And that came out in 2014 under Island Records. And he released seven singles accompanying this record. So Take Me to Church was obviously the first one. From Eden, Sedated, Work Song, Someone New, Jackie and Wilson and Cherry Wine. The album has since gone six times platinum in his home country of Ireland and it has sold over one million copies worldwide with Take Me to Church getting a nod for Song of the Year at the Grammys in 2015. So it didn't win but I did look to see who did win because I was very curious uh, who could have beat this song. I just remember Take Me to Church being everywhere. Turns out it was also a very well-deserving song. Stay With Me by Sam Smith was the song of the year of 2015 which I can't really fault. I'm personally more into the hosier track but uh that was also a big tune so i can't fault sam smith for that at all I won't lie to you guys, the amount of takes that it took me just to get the artist background and my introduction into good shape was incredibly embarrassing. I've been recording for a total of five minutes to probably record something that is going to come down to about a minute and a half when it's all said and done. And I have worked my way through my entire cocktail in those five minutes, which was probably not smart. 
but I was so nervous and I kept screwing it up. So speaking of cocktails, by the way, I do have to introduce the drink that I've made for myself tonight. And what inspired me was the song called Cherry Wine off of Hosier's record, which is a very, very um, heart-wrenching, very serious song, which we're going to talk a little bit about later on in the podcast. And I did my best at the LCBO to try and find cherry wine because I was like, oh, that'll be an easy one. Literally, the track is called Cherry Wine and I'll just drink it and it'll be the easiest thing to get. And let me tell you, getting to the LCBO nowadays with the lineups and with the, you know, standing six feet away from everybody and the limited hours, it's it's just a mission and a half. So I had to get a little bit more creative and I have... I've created. I have not created this cocktail. I am not taking any kind of credit for creating this cocktail. But what I've made for myself tonight is something called a cherry fizz. And if you want to make a cherry fizz for yourself at home, you need two shots of cherry brandy, a half shot of lemon juice, and soda. And all you have to do is combine the ingredients not the soda, but combine the cherry brandy and the lemon juice in a shaker filled with ice, pour it out and add your soda to your liking and you're good to go. So it's a very easy drink to make. It's very good. Clearly it only took me five minutes to down this first one. So I'm actually going to step away, make myself another drink. And when I get back, I'm going to start telling you guys a little bit about how I started listening to Hosier. Just a quick editor's note. If you thought you were going crazy and you heard a Vuvuzela in the background of that last segment, you are not going crazy. Uh, I recorded that segment at around 7 p.m. on a Thursday, which is when we applaud our healthcare workers from our balconies, from our front porches, from our yards, wherever you are. Um, big shout out to all of our frontline health workers who are making a huge difference and who are keeping all of us safe. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so I have a, a full glass of my cherry fizz. I am alone in my condo where I have been for the last month and a half. Um, but you know what's been keeping me company has been music and particularly this album, which is one that is very near and dear to my heart. The self-titled Hosier album that we're talking about today is one of my favorite records of all time. It is one that I have recommended to friends and family for years, literally since it came out. Um, and definitely one that always makes it onto playlists. Um, I find that this album in general is able to cross so many different ideas, um, so many different topics, so many different sounds. Hosier stays very true to his bluesy vibes, um, but there's just so many different elements of this record, and I do feel like there is a song for everybody, and it was a, a record that really got me through university as well. So when this album was released in 2014, I was just starting my second year at university question mark second year at university yes 2014 and I really use music as a way for me to uh, escape for lack of a better word in my opinion you know music can get you through some tough times but it can also really emphasize um, the good times in life and the fun times and um, the highs of your life as well this was definitely a record that I turned to when things were on the shittier side um, I think Hosier's voice um, and just like the general style and the bluesiness like blues itself as a genre is one that is a little bit more I don't want to say depressing but it's a little bit more you, f you feel it a little bit more you know what I mean like the whole reason why people sing the blues quote unquote is because they're feeling sad and um, this is like their outlet and so me listening to it I really harnessed that I started listening to it because I was actually a really big fan of So You Think You Can Dance which is a popular dance show on TV and my mom and I would watch it together and 
on one of the seasons, they used a Hosier song and it was the song uh, like real people do. And um, the two dancers did a contemporary dance to it. And I heard it and I was like, oh, this guy's got a really interesting voice, did a little bit of research, found his EP. And that's when I heard, you know, like take me to church and from Eden and all of that. And then he released the full record. And then I was like, whoa, this guy's got it all. Cause he's, first of all, he's like this six foot Tarzan man. Like he's I say Tarzan because he wrote a song for the the movie Tarzan starring um, Alexander Skarsgård, in case anybody wants to know that. But, you know, he's got like long-ish kind of like rugged hair and he wears like these glasses and he's like, I don't know, he's probably like six foot two or something. He's beanpole. He's tall. He's skinny guy. And I just didn't expect, I guess, that voice to come out of him. So I just always like the appeal of him was always really strong for me but so I started listening to the album and then I remember seeing the video for Take Me to Church and watching it with my roommates in school and being like whoa like he just went for it um if you haven't seen the video for Take Me to Church it's basically a critique on the on Russia's anti-LGBTQ plus laws at the time and it's a very powerful video um it's all done in black and white and it's just heart-wrenching I watched it again today when I was doing my research and I don't think I'll watch it again for a while because it's very it's 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 very very again artistically well done and highly stylized but also very real for I think anybody who's been in a situation where they haven't felt safe based on their sexuality and that's such a terrifying uh, concept to me but so I slowly and surely started to build up this repertoire of who Hozier was um I also developed a major crush on him at the time I don't know what it is when I, when we did episode 15 on color and the shape and Farrah and I were talking about Dave Grohl and there's something about the the guys with the long hair where I it's normally not my thing but when it comes to people like Dave Grohl or Andrew Hosier Byrne like I I'm all, I'm here for it like I'm not just you know I'm not just renting I'm buying like it's <laughs> I don't know what it is I couldn't tell you but I think he I I really did fall in love with him a little bit and the fact that he's a musician I mean like come on like that was just that's that's a gimme for anybody and the last uh anecdote I just wanted to share with you guys was about when I saw Hosier live in concert and he came to Rebel which is um a nightclub in Toronto he came in 2018 and this was right around the time where I had first started going to see uh, shows by myself. The very first show I ever saw by myself was actually Greta Van Fleet at Rebel, so at the same venue. And I remember being so nervous because I couldn't find anybody else to go with me to the concert, but I really wanted to go and see them. And I was like, okay, well, I can go by myself. It's not a big deal. And the closer I got to the date, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like people are going to be staring at me. People are going to be like, why is she alone? This is so weird. She's like some crazy person. And I really just psyched it all up in my head and I was so nervous. But then once I got there, it you quickly realize that like nobody gives a shit that you're by yourself at a show (laughs) like it's nobody could nobody's even focusing in on you they're focusing in on the band or on the artist or their friend group or getting a drink or going to the bathroom like they literally could care less about if you were there by yourself or if you were there with 10 other people and it's still something where I tell people I go to concerts by myself where they're like oh that's surprising that's very interesting I could never do that and like you could do it though um I highly recommend it to anybody who maybe wants to try it it's very liberating in a sense as well and it also gives you um the perfect chance to really focus in on the music that you want to see because sometimes you do have more niche artists that your friends don't know about or that your friends maybe don't want to pay to go and see but you really want to go see them so you only have to buy one ticket yeah I mean maybe there's nobody to hold your spot in the pit if you have to go to the bathroom or if you have to go get a drink but at least you get to go and see one of your favorite artists and that's all that matters and you don't have to worry about if the other person is having a good time or making sure that they know all the words like you do like it's literally the most zero pressure situation that I've ever been in and so highly recommend so 
So that was a very long-winded way of me saying that Hozier was, I believe, the second show that I ever went to go see by myself. Same thing. I couldn't find anyone to go with. And I was like, fuck it. I want to go see him. I have been in love with him since 2014. I need to go and see this man. Um, and he put on an unbelievable show. I saw him on the Wasteland Baby Tour. Or actually, you know, you know what? Come to think of it, it was right before he released the album. So he hadn't even released all the songs off of his um, off of his second record yet. Um, but he, man, he's got such a killer voice and his accent is unbelievable. So him talking to the crowd is just amazing in his Irish accent. And he's got like a full ensemble. He's got the cello. He's got keys. He's got the guitar. He's got everything. So it's um, a really great show to see. And it just made me love him even more as an artist. And it makes me more excited to talk about these songs and my experiences with them. So let's just get into it. Okay, so starting with the songs that I really love off this record. Again, me narrowing down the ones I love was a very difficult task. Um, And I'm actually going to change things up a little bit today. I don't think I'm going to talk about any songs I don't like because there are really no songs on this record that I hate. Um, So we're just going to focus on the positives today. In this time, I mean... That's, that's not a bad thing, right? We're going to focus on the good. And uh, we're also going to focus on the great. And in that light, I would love to talk about Jackie and Wilson first. Jackie and Wilson by Hozier is not just my favorite song off this record. It is my favorite song of all time. And I know that that's a big statement. I have many favorite songs. Um, but I remember having a conversation actually with Natalie, former podcast Natalie. You may remember her from episodes one, six and 16. And I remember her asking me one night, we were having a conversation about music and she was like, so if you had to pick one song, like one song to only listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? And without even thinking, I knew that the answer was Jackie and Wilson by Hozier. And I remember her reaction was like, oh, like that was not what I was expecting. It kind of wasn't what I was expecting, but it's a song that I've consistently come back to since the record was released. And I feel like it's such a well-rounded, happy track. And it like is able to satisfy all the different parts of my subconscious um, in the sense where it's a song that I'll listen to if I'm feeling bummed out to make me feel better. It's a song that I'll listen to when I'm feeling happy. And again, I want that reinforcement of the song to make me feel even happier. It's a song I'll listen to when I'm imagining myself like, performing at the horseshoe tavern for a live audience like for me it's literally the perfect song i think it has an amazing melody i think it has incredible lyrics i think it tells a fun story and it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's one that i just want to sing out loud all the time i never skip this song i'm making a lot of bold statements but let me back it up with some some facts some cold hard facts the kind of overarching storyline of this song is um hosier or the narrator let's say the narrator of the song has um found somebody and fall in love with them kind of immediately and he starts to dream up their future together and in the dream you know he says we'll name our children Jackie and Wilson and we'll raise them on rhythm and blues it's got this great kind of like sense of humor to it because when he's talking about the future he sees with them together he's saying like we'll steal a Lexus we'll be detectives ride around picking up clues she's gonna save me call me baby run her hands through my hair like it's got all these great lyrics and and I can just picture him saying it with a smile because like how fun is that to start to start dreaming about somebody and to start dreaming up a future that you really really want and like who who hasn't done that like who hasn't met somebody at a bar or like seen somebody on the street and being like this is the one like this is it I can see it you know I can see the I can hear the wedding bells so I think it's also a very relatable track in that sense as well there's a line in this song too that I never really understood until I kind of dove in and and did a little bit of research but he says every version of me dead and buried in the yard outside and I think when I first heard it I didn't really think too much of it because I was like I don't know what this means but it's got a good beat I'm just gonna keep singing along to it but then when I was on Genius and I was you know looking up 
how the process of how he actually wrote the song, he describes falling in love as a kind of death and a rebirth as well. Um, and this song is a rebirth through love. How when you find somebody who you really connect to, you kind of say goodbye to the part the old parts of yourself maybe that you didn't like or maybe the ones that you thought were bad and that you now see the good in them because you're with somebody who brings out the best in you so I thought it was just really smart again he's a very smart songwriter um and he's described the melody of the song as just really like drunkenly lazily stumbling along and it kind of just plunks like it's gurner uh no that's not it (laughs) what was I just singing it's like that's it doesn't even sound like it that's it that's that's close enough this is close as i'm gonna be able to get it um with the three of these fucking cherry fizzes in my system so again i can just picture it like i can picture the kind of stumbling person singing this song i can picture him singing this song the the best part of the song for me um and i say best lightly i just mean it again in this in the greater sense of how the song was written was in the final verse, it's revealed that all of this was in fact a dream. And so him and this person, even though it seems like the two of them were both on the same page and were both seeing this future for each other, it's really just one person. So maybe it was a one night stand. Maybe it was a few dates. And then they were like, you know what? Nope, not feeling it. Goodbye. But he had already dreamed of the scenario in his head. He says, cut clean from the dream that night. Let my mind cut oh my god he says cut clean from the dream that night let my mind reset looking up from the cigarette that she's already left and start picking up the yard for what's left of me in our little vignette like it's sad because you're like oh man he's not going to be able to go and have kids with this woman and name his kids jackie and wilson and raise them on rhythm and blues but it's also you know reality sets in um doesn't mean that you can't be happy and it doesn't mean that you also can't keep dreaming so i really like this song my favorite song of all time Folks, we finally got to it. 19 episodes into the pod, and I'm finally able to talk about Jackie and Wilson by Hozier. Huge track. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I'm going to take you to church. (laughs) Sorry, I made myself laugh, but it means I want to take, I want to talk about Take Me to Church, a song that I really do love off this record, mainly because I think overall the song is just so powerful and hosier again has such an incredible voice he's an amazing vocalist so when he like starts singing the pre-chorus and the chorus even the verses like the whole thing you hear it and you kind of just get like chills um it's a song that's been covered like a million times i i know like demi lovato's done a cover of it ellie golding's done a cover of it it's appeared on like hundreds of tv shows and movies and, and stuff like that it was a massive massive song as i mentioned to you guys before this video and this song is uh critical of Russia's anti-LGBTQ plus laws. And Hozier, when I was reading interviews with him, he was saying that the song itself is about sex and love. It's not actually about religion um, because he says, you know, sex and your sexual orientation are natural and they're a part of humanity. And for him, it was really troubling that people would be punished and ostracized for something that is entirely out of your control. Like you should be able to love who you want to love and nobody should be um, criticizing you for it. Nobody should be Uh, you shouldn't be isolated for it and you certainly should not be made feel made to feel afraid for your life and so I think him in in choosing to use this song as a anthem for the LGBTQ community at the time was uh, amazing and it was very powerful one of the lines in this song that always sticks out to me is in the chorus he says offer me that deathless death and good god let me give you my life Um, and again in kind of comparing it back to Jackie and Wilson where he used love as a sense of rebirth that 
sentiment is definitely echoed here. The deathless death is love because again, everything that you believed about yourself is kind of gone and you're, you're coming out of this, um, as a new person. Like, have you ever heard anybody say when you fall in love, there's a time before that person and a time after, and you are a different person because of that. And you learn things about yourself and you learn things about that other person. So again, when I was listening to this back when it came out, I don't think I ever dove that deep into the track, but I really appreciate it now when I'm a little bit older and also how I've seen injustice and I've heard, uh, of injustice based on people's sexual orientation um, or gender identity. And that's not right. It's 100% not right. Um, and I believe that everybody should be able to love exactly who they want to love in the way that they want to love them. So that's kind of how I'm going to leave that sentiment there. When it comes to the actual composition of this song, I I'm obsessed with the pre-chorus and the chorus. So obviously the pre-chorus is the part where he goes like, amen, amen. And again, it's like very gospel-y. It's very church-centric. Um, but we know he's not talking about church. He's talking about other things. And then like it goes heavy and it, that, that the drums kick in and it's take me to church. I worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. Like it's so well done. I cannot say enough good things about it. I just think it was so huge it was so worldwide like you could not go anywhere without hearing this song and I think that even speaks volumes to how brave he was as a musician to um, use this as kind of a platform to speak out against Russia's laws at the time too but then how it became such a critical success was kind of like a bonus because radios were playing it and then people were like who is this hosier guy and going in and researching and watching the video and then being like holy shit like there are shitty things happening in the world right now when we need to be aware of it we need to be doing something about it it is a majestic as fuck song and I absolutely love it and I will never get tired of it seriously so I'm really jumping back and forth here today uh between like the really really happy kind of bouncier lighter songs and then the really heavy shit um so I'm going to flip over again to one of the more happier songs on the record which is someone new I definitely identify very hard with this one Hozier has said that this is a song about love at its most futile and useless and shallow um and he says you know it's kind of about that moment where you see other people on the street or you see people in a bar and you are able to see yourself with them and you do kind of fall in love with them in that moment. Me, myself, I believe in the idea of quote unquote love at first sight, but I don't think that necessarily needs to be like a forever love. I think sometimes you can feel those kinds of feelings for a person for a short while, even if that's just for a couple hours, even if that's for a night, even maybe it's for six months, maybe it's for six years. We go based on attraction, right? And so you meeting somebody and feeling that kind of spark, that that's what this whole song is about to me. Um, I have definitely had situations where I'll be like walking down the street or I'll be at the grocery store for the, the LCBO. Those are places that I frequent very often. If I'm ever there and you recognize me, please come and say hi. Um, not that you'd recognize me because this is a podcast. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Um, but I'll like, you know, like I'll run into, like I'll see somebody and I'll be like, oh, he's really attractive. And like, maybe he'll smile at me or maybe like it will just have like that one moment, like glance where I'm like, oh, he loves me back. Like, it's just one of those things. I don't know if that's just a me thing or if everybody does that as well, but you do make up that story in your head and you latch onto it for, again, even if it's just a moment, a moment in time. And you probably forget about it by the time you get back from the LCBO anyways. And the chorus at its core is incredibly simple. He just says, I fall in love a little bit just a little bit every day with someone new and he repeats that several times um but which i think is relatable sometimes better thing keep it simple stupid like you don't have to go he, he he's a brilliant lyricist yes but he's just getting straight to the heart of the matter at this point oh the video is also so great um if anybody is a game of thrones fan it features natalie dormer um 
And basically throughout the video, it's her going in and dreaming up all these scenarios of like, you know, a guy on the train, uh, a guy she meets in a bar. There's a girl she meets in a bar, a guy she sees on the street. And just like instantly it, it turns from her like just like walking by them or like having a moment's glance with them to them like making out and like showing like a life together. And I just think it's very human and very relatable. And this was just a final note because I wrote it down in my notes. But uh, Hosier with his Irish accent and the way that he sings, there's one line in particular that I always sing exactly like him. And it's near the end. He says, love with every stranger, the stranger, the better. And he says like better, like B-E-T-T-A-H, maybe. I don't know if it's the Irish accent or whatever it is, the way that he sings. But I find myself mimicking him every time I sing this song. It's a great tune. Highly recommend. Makes me feel good. It makes me feel like uh, I'm like, ah, I do this too. Or we all do this. This is not just me dreaming up scenarios of the men I meet at the LCBO. Not that I meet men at the LCBO. I should probably clarify. I just see them from afar. Hopefully that doesn't get misconstrued. Flipping right back to some of the more daunting stuff, we're going to talk about In a Week featuring Karen Cowley, which in my notes, I wrote down the most hauntingly creepy, beautiful love song ever to exist. It is literally a song about dying next to somebody and having your corpses rot away together. That is very, that is true. I'm not yanking your chain that is 100% what this is about but the whole situation it's like it's cool it's chill it's chill 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 because we're together and that's all that matters but this is how literal it gets uh there is a part in the song where hosier sings i have never known hunger like these insects that feast on me karen cowley sings a line that says um after the foxes have known our taste and she mentions their flesh calmly going cold the First time I heard it, again, I wasn't listening to the lyrics. I was just like, oh, it's so pretty and so beautiful and it's a love song. And I just didn't like I was like, it's figurative. It didn't really click to me that they were literally singing about bodies lying in a field and becoming nothing. Um, but then even as I started to think about it a little bit more, I was like, it's kind of a beautiful idea, as grotesque as it might seem, because the main point of the song is at the end of the day, like once all this terrible stuff is over, like I'm still home with you. Like the idea of this person being home and even in death, the person that you love is, is home and it is there for you in that, in that time. So I do think it's a beautiful song. And, uh, I think second, it's second to Jackie and Wilson on my favorite song of this record. So um definitely if you want to get a little spooky um throw this on it might be a little bit much if you have somebody over for like a date night like I wouldn't recommend it on the date night playlist right off the bat um made that mistake once before <laughs> the next song that I want to talk about is plainly called work song um and I I don't really have a whole lot to say about this one it's more so just I fucking love this chorus so much i don't have anything else to say for anybody who hasn't heard the song before it starts off very uh primal it's just like a, a stomp and a clap kind of rhythm and hosier kind of sings very gently over it and then the chorus like builds up and it gets to this when my time comes around lay me gently in the cold dark earth like it's i cannot sing like hosier okay so like please don't let me deter you from listening to that song based on my incredibly terrible portrayal just now but it is amazing it makes me so happy every time I listen to it I don't even know all the words I don't know all the words I, I've listened to this record how many times and I just wait for the chorus to come around because I love the chorus so 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 much that's all she wrote about this song man that's seriously all she wrote about this song that's all I'm gonna say and I'm gonna go straight into the next one which is going to be cherry wine again we're gonna flip we're gonna flip from a song that makes me really want to sing and uh and belt a song out loud to a very very 
hard song sometimes to listen to, but it is the song that relates back to the cocktail that I've made tonight, which is, of course, Cherry Wine. Cherry Wine is a very heavy track because it's about a physically and emotionally abusive relationship. In the context of this song, the narrator, who is Hozier, is being abused by his significant other. And I think with this song, a lot of people would do kind of a double take because in 90% of domestic abuse cases, the victim is a woman. And in this case, it is a song written from the perspective of a man being abused by his girlfriend, being abused by his wife, um, what have you. And so hearing a man sing lyrics like open hand or closed fist would be fine. Blood is red and sweet as cherry wine. And he mentions uh, a line about her hitting him where he says thrown at me so powerfully, just like she throws with the arm of her brother. I think a lot of people were incredulous at the idea of a woman abusing a man, but it's so important for us to recognize that it does happen. And yes, it's, it's uncommon relative to the amount of women who are abused by their male partners. But I think it was also very brave of Hozier to release this song again, from the perspective of a man who is being physically and emotionally abused. And the most heartbreaking part of this song is despite all of these all the physical and emotional trauma he's going through with this woman in his life he still loves her and he still wants to be with her and I can only imagine the complexity of that kind of situation something else I wanted to mention which I think is really important because I do appreciate when musicians use their art as a way to uh, bring issues to the forefront and to also provide support to people who need it. So in the case of Cherry Wine, Hozier released a live version of this song where the proceeds went to domestic abuse charities and the video um, featured Saoirse Ronan, who you guys might know. She was in Greta Gerwig's Little Women. She was in Lady Bird. She was in Atonement. She's a very well-known Irish actress and she plays a woman uh, being abused in the music video. Her and Hozier together um, kind of were the faces of this domestic abuse campaign. And so again, I think it's great when you can use music to direct people's attention to a social cause and um, I believe it was done in a very genuine uh, beautiful way I really gotta tell you guys doing the podcast by myself is uh it goes by fairly quickly I was just going through my notes and I was like oh my god we're all the, those were all the songs that I wanted to talk about and you know normally I've got somebody else in the room with me and so everything takes twice as long but in this case I'm like whoa I've made really good time with this episode tonight as I mentioned off the top this is one of my favorite records of all time Although the six songs that I talked to you guys about are my top favorites of the record, the rest of the album I also really love. There is no song that I hate and that I will skip. So I think it's just time for me to go right into my final thoughts and talk about my rating for the album. So that's what I'm going to do in this moment. So prepare yourselves. It's coming. This record... I think is so underrated. Hozier is not a household name by any means. Um, I find if I, you know, if you were to ask 10 people on the street, do you know who Hozier is? I think you'd maybe get five people who would say yes. And they would be like, yeah, take me to church. And that would be it. So his entire collective work, I think is still something unexplored by the masses but I think it's something that deserves to be pushed to the forefront of music it's one of those records that I I keep going back to and because I'm able to relate so strongly with his songs particularly about him dreaming up the ideas of love and wanting to find love with somebody I was able especially when I was in university and in university you know you see people getting into relationships all the time I didn't meet anybody in university so me dreaming up the the man that I want to be with that had a lot to do with me listening to music and particularly this album for sure i'm telling you guys a lot about myself this was was not where i wanted to go with this conversation but this is where we are so i think because it holds such a special part of my heart i am going to give it a five 
cherry fizz cocktails out of five. This is a long ass record. I think there's 17 songs on it. I will listen to it every day. I think it is an uncut gem to use a kind of relevant uh, pop culture reference right now. What I want is I want you guys to hear this episode and hear how much I love it. And, and I hope this with any record we talk about. I hope every time that we do this podcast and whether it's just me talking into this microphone for 40 minutes or it's me and a guest, I hope that if it's an album you haven't heard before and you hear how much I like it or how much my guests like it, even like one of the songs, how much they like it, I hope that that would encourage you to go and seek that out and try to listen to that song and maybe you would love it too that's the world i one day want to live in that's the end of the episode for me today um hope everybody is staying safe and continues to be healthy as usual if you really like what you heard today please remember to subscribe to the podcast it is available on apple podcasts spotify as well as on soundcloud and it really would be helpful if you guys like what you hear to rate the podcast on apple podcasts and leave comments for suggestions for future episodes or maybe something you liked or maybe a way you think we can improve the pod i welcome all of that thank you guys again for listening stay safe out there